Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Sensory Podcast. I'm Mehmet and today we are going to talk about bitterness. Uh, over the last couple of uh, weeks and months, I've approached the different aspects and the different basic taste of coffee uh, and of sensory in general. We started with um, acidity, which is a big part in the third wave movement and the specialty coffee era. Then uh, a couple of weeks ago, even month, um, we had an episode regarding sweetness in coffee and I demystified how sweetness works in coffee. And today we are going to talk about bitterness, which is a huge part uh, of coffee. Um, first, I'm going to explain how bitterness uh, is present in coffee, then how it works in our, um, in our body, how we detect it, and the different kind of, uh, of bitterness. And then we're gonna discuss about uh, how to play with, um, with roasting, brewing, and how to adapt uh, and kind of modulate the bitterness um, once we receive the coffee. So, how bitterness is present in uh, coffee? Uh, we can develop bitterness in the several aspects, in the several stages of coffee, at brewing, roasting, and uh, farming in the green coffee. And uh, the roasting and brewing uh, stage, we're gonna talk about it at the end of this episode, but now I wanted uh, to talk about the natural bitterness in green coffee. So we all know that coffee is bitter in general. Uh, you may have experienced your first cup of coffee, a very dark and bitter uh, coffee, especially if you started drinking coffee in the, this first or second wave movement with our big brands. Uh, all commercial coffees, they tend to present this really dark and bitter um, aspect when we drink a cup of coffee. And uh, the main reason why uh, coffee is bitter is caffeine. So caffeine is naturally present in uh, green coffee, in a coffee plant, as a sort of natural barrier against disease. Coffee that has a higher level of caffeine tend to be really resistant to insects and disease. And coffee with a lower uh, caffeine contents tend to be more susceptible and very fragile. Um, an example is Robusta, right? Robusta grows at low elevation and it has two times more caffeine than Arabica. Hence, it really is leaf resistant and resistant to a lot of disease and can yield a lot of cherries. In the opposite, in Arabica, we have some berries that, um, that is really uh, low in caffeine, like Lorena or Bourbon Pointu, um, things like Eugenoides, which is not an Arabica, but another species of, of coffee. Uh, but within Arabica geishas, those have less amount of caffeine. And as a result, they also have less yield. And because of that, they're more susceptible to disease, but they also taste really delicious and less uh, bitter. So caffeine is a natural uh, sort of repulsant or defendant or barrier against disease and uh, an insect. But caffeine is also what tastes bitter. So bitterness is mostly created by the caffeine amount and the trigomelin, which is kind of similar, right? And that's why for uh, to train our palates, if you ever if you have ever taken an SCA uh, sensory skill class or the Q grading class, we are mixing uh, pure caffeine in a very small amount with water. And the idea is to train our palate to detect bitterness. And uh, so that's the first kind of information, right? Caffeine taste and trigonaline both taste bitter. 
uh, and that's what's present naturally in uh, in the green coffee. That's why we use a lot of the green coffee extract or green coffee in cosmetic products because it's really rich in those antioxidants and uh, caffeine compounds. Now, how so that's how we see how caffeine works um, based on the avarity mostly. Um, the weather and stuff like that can slowly change, but it's really based on the DNA of the tree, the terroir, the true DNA of each avarity. That's why also some Arabicas that are, that are um, kind of mixed with Robusta, like Timo hybrids, those present a higher level of, uh, of caffeine and also a higher level of, uh, of bitterness compared to other like Bourbon or Typica varieties, for example. So the more caffeine you have, the more bitterness you can have. It doesn't mean that it's, it depends on a lot of things like roasting and brewing, uh, but naturally the more um, sort of robusta like you are getting into, the more bitterness and the more caffeine you will have. Now, how caffeine works in our body. So um, coffee in general, has 23 to 28 key odorants, meaning 23 to 28 families of smells, and it, which makes it the one of the most complex. I think it's I'm not sure, but I think it's the most complex beverage in the world. And in our uh, palate, in our tongue, uh, you have a bitterness taste buds. Those are called the T2RS, uh, and it goes in pair with acidity. So in the acidity and the sweetness uh, episode, I talk how acidity and bitterness is kind of invertly related to, right? A lower level acidity will present a uh, high level of bitterness and vice versa, usually. There's always some exceptions. And the thing about the T2RS is that we have different sensitivity based on the country. And that's something we still don't know how some people have more receptors of bitterness than others. Hence, they are more um, susceptible and they're sensitive to bitterness. But in general, we are all sensitive to bitterness more than uh, acidity, sourness, saltiness, and um, sweetness. About a thousand times. So we are about a thousand times more, more sensitive to um, bitterness than sweetness. And why is that? For uh, millennia of years, uh, we've been trained to recognize danger. And uh, danger is presented in our body through neurotoxins. Neurotoxins are little molecules, a little kind of, not sorry, it's not a hormone, maybe it's like, a, it's more like a, just imagine a little thing that gets into our brain and triggers a, a response of um, fight or flight. And bitterness is a, a part, it's one family of neurotoxins. So for thousands of years, our body, our, our brain, our DNA has been trained to recognize those dangers. That's why we detect bitterness immediately. Now, uh, sourness is more about spoiled food, so it's also about danger, but it came a little bit later on once we start cooking, we start discovering fire, etc., etc. And sweetness is, is just pleasure when we start discovering sugarcane, uh, cocoa in the 14th or 15th century. So it's something very, um, very recent in the sort of age of uh, humanity, right? And that's why uh, when we, it's a little tip, but when we want to do like triangulations or 
train our palates is really by analyzing the level of bitterness and acidity to differentiate between two roasts, two coffees, two origins, etc., etc. So that's the reason why we detect bitterness much more than sweetness and how we are, we are all sensitive to, um, to bitterness. Some people, more or less, and that's still a research, why some countries uh, or some people from certain countries have more uh, receptors of bitterness than others. That's something is still in research and we don't know. Now, there's a different kind of, uh, of bitterness and that's, it's, it's kind of the same way there's a different kind of sweetness, oh, sorry, of acidity. Uh, so for bitterness, we have the very harsh uh, bitterness, something that really like slap you in the face. Um, the rounded one, so that's usually the, um, the chocolate bitterness is a really rounded um, bitterness, like a dark chocolate. A metallic bitterness, this one is the bitterness you have from, um, and it's, it's gonna sound a little bit dirty, but from coin, or if you drink from a metal glass, sometimes you have this little kind of, it's, it's, it's not astringency, but it's more a bitterness uh, effect. Then you have a uh, an astrogen or dry, more like a dry bitterness. And that dry bitterness is often created by astrogen coffees. And we have an episode uh, about astrogens in coffee that I really invite you to, to listen. And then the sharp uh, bitterness. And the sharp bitterness is uh, the sharp slash harsh bitterness is the one that we find a lot in um, commercial coffee or very dark uh, coffee. And here, that's the one that a lot of people mix with uh, acidity and sourness. You see, uh, we all agree that you know dark chocolate uh, kind of tastes uh, taste bitter. Vegetable, which is a rounded, uh, um, so we have metallic one, which is the metal uh, bitterness. The rounded, which is more chocolate or sometimes vegetables. Uh, so the rounded is more like dark chocolate. The velvety is more the velvety uh, bitterness is more like a a um, uh, vegetable bitterness, the the dry one from astringency, and then this harsh slash uh, sharp one is mostly from over extracted coffee, overly roasted coffee, or really bad uh, coffee quality. And this one is often mixed with um, with with acidity, so it's really important to kind of train your palate to recognize what is acidity and what is bitterness. It sounds like quite obvious. To, to know that difference, but sometimes uh, it may be a little blurry. So that's why I really invite you to do the exercise to kind of train your palate on acidity and bitterness. So what, um, what how, uh, as we said, the, the, the green coffee that contains um, caffeine is one of the main trigger of, of, uh, of bitterness. And then a second one, and that's why we're going to kind of switch from this the different part of bitterness and how it works in our body to, to roasting and brewing is the uh, chlorogenic acids. And that's where it's, that's where I'm, uh, the, this fine line between acidity and bitterness, even though they're completely different, right? They're inversely uh, related. But chlorogenic acid is basically acids, uh, organic acids present in green coffee that uh, as roaster, we are going to turn into citric, malic, and all those different kind of acids. And um, chlorogenic acids taste um, really kind of sour and astringent. And depending on the variety, uh, it can really 
be doubled, like in Robusta versus uh, some Eugenides or, or Arabica. And uh, the thing is, clothing acids can also turn into um, like um, a certain kind of some kind of lactose um, lactose related acids, and those taste uh, bitter basically. Because uh, during the organic acid degradation in coffee, there's approximately 4,200 or 4,000 to 4,500 uh, compounds that are created. And um, if you take like a graph, right, with uh, on the vertical axis, the level, like the intensity and the horizontal axis, the time uh, of roasting and the darkness, so time and temperature, the caffeine really stays. Like caffeine, uh, it doesn't move, right? So it's the same whether it's light or, or dark. The amount of caffeine usually doesn't uh, doesn't change much. The um, chlorogenic lactose and like bitter uh, bitter acidity increase and then decrease. The overall chlorogenic acids decrease while you are roasting it because you are degrading that, you turning those um, those acids. The metallic one increase. And then you have the phenol, uh, phenol aldehyde, which is the harshness of the coffee, also increase with a slightly S uh, S shape. So the phenolinic, uh, sorry, phenol aldehyde um, bitterness is quite low in the beginning, and then it increase really, uh, really sharply towards uh, towards second crack uh, until it reach really, really high uh, for very dark roast. So, um, so as I said there's four big class. That makes coffee bitter. You have the uh, chlorogenic acid, or let's just call it CGA uh, lactone, which is about 70% ish. Uh, caffeine uh, trigoline about uh, about 20%, and then the um, the phenolaldehyde, which is made mostly for uh, from um, bitter compounds that creates harsh kind of burnt uh, smoky flavor, about 10%. So in the development of the roast. Now we're talking about more how we are modulating that bitterness. Um, what happened is that from light to dark, floral, the floral notes increase and then decrease at medium roast. The fruity uh, compounds slowly increase towards uh, the medium roast. And, uh, and everyone has a different definition of medium, right? And then decrease uh, later on. Uh, the, uh, the caramel, Kind of uh, cocoa notes usually starts uh, during the Maillard reaction and it slowly picks towards a medium plus because uh, for lighter roast you have more of those fruity and floral versus medium dark and the smoky ones really increase all the time the acidity um, increase but then decrease so very light roast is actually not acidic uh, it's quite interesting because the acidity picks. Uh, at light roast, but then uh, you also have the very light section, which has more floral and sometimes some notes of underdevelopment, um, like hay or cereal, um, but it's less less acidic. And bitterness increase as the roast um, increase. There's no real impact of processing in bitterness. That's why here I didn't talk about wash natural and all those things. It's mostly due to the variety that you have and the roast. Um, level. Now let's talk a little bit about the brewing and how the different aspects of um, the brew affect bitterness. 
soft water usually decrease bitterness. So that's why if you keep your water under, I would say 150 uh, TDS with a decent amount of minerals still, uh, you will have less um, less risk of uh, bitterness. Here, um, keep at least 40 or 50 um, part per million as calcium carbonate for the alkalinity slash the buffer. Um, but it's more on the general hardness made out of uh, calcium and magnesium. Try to be uh, less than 100, basically. And then you make sure that you have less uh, less bitterness. For espresso, I will suggest to have a little bit more uh, minerals, but more in form of um, buffer than the uh, general hardness. So keep the general hardness around 100 part per million or below 120 for sure, or 150, I would say, yeah. Depending on the roast once again. So first, get a roaster or roast that has less bitterness, and then we work on the brewing stuff like that. Um, there's obviously an effect of um, the extraction and the TDS on the bitterness, right? The more you extract, the more bitterness you can have. That's that's given. We're going to the temperature of the water. A lower temperature will also extract less bitterness compounds, especially if you have dark roast, medium roast, or even light roast, and you really don't want bitterness Keep it at 92. That's you, nowadays is my uh, to-go temperature, 92, 93, which is about 197 to 199, I think, Fahrenheit. Uh, and a high-level acidity basically decreases the amount of bitterness perceived, and increases the amount of sweetness perceived, right? So, uh, so having like a bright cup of coffee, fruity and floral coffee. It's a sign that tells you that it's at least less uh, less bitter. Um, lipids and fats. Uh, that's like for milk uh, beverages. And basically, um, the the fat and the sugar in the milk usually covers the the T2RS uh, recipients. Uh, sorry, uh, receptors, not recipients, or taste buds. That's why when you have milk beverages, it tastes a little bit less bitter. It just covering those receptors. Same as salt, you may have heard uh, online or me doing my workshop talking about putting a pinch of salt in your co in your dark or bitter coffee. That's because it's kind of covered those receptors. Um, coffee that is staling, staling basically, get, that are getting old, usually decrease in amount of a complexity. And, uh, and it's, I've kind of, those, those complexity, uh, it's absorbed by the melanodines, and the acidity and the harshness and the astringency increase. So usually, if you wait like five months uh, before you open a bag of coffee, it may taste a little bit more bitter than usual. Increasing sweetness uh, and texture usually decrease uh, the bitterness perceived. And that's a little bit of a misconception, especially for body, right? We're thinking the darker the rose, the, the, the higher the body, which is true until a point where um, at a very, very dark roast, actually the, uh, you are destroy, destroying so much stuff in, out of the coffee that the, 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 the body, the viscosity decrease for very dark roast. Uh, something also, so that's about the brewing, but a little bit about our uh, lifestyle. Uh, so we talk about green coffee, we talk about a different kind of bitterness, how we perceive it, 
how roasting impact bitterness, how brewing a little bit impact bitterness with uh, with the temperature and the TDS with higher higher extraction mean higher risk of bitterness, uh, the lipids and fats and uh, the storage, how to to store your coffee properly. Now about the lifestyle. So uh, what happened is that we, when we eat too uh, too salty or um, too sweet. Remember, saltiness covers those receptors. So, having a diet rich in salt, especially salt, um, will make you become um, more tolerant, and you will detect less the bitterness compound because you're building up basically your um, all your taste, but with a lot of salt. And especially now with a lot of processed foods uh, or easy uh, foods, um, it's it's usually uh, quite salty for uh, the purpose of preservation. And that may build up in the long run uh, a uh, less sensitivity to bitterness and more tolerance uh, to it. So if you really want to detect bitterness and, uh, and develop that aspect, um, I would suggest us to eat like like whole food, uh, like normal food, basically, and try to avoid slightly you know, super salty um, food. That will uh, really make you um, uh, a little bit more tolerant. And the last part uh, is obviously if you eat, drink too much coffee. I know that's, that's like very uh, counterintuitive, but to really taste more better the coffee, doesn't mean we need to taste more coffee uh, because once again, it will build more tolerance towards uh, bitterness. So just drink coffee as you need to, as you enjoy it. Uh, that's the most important uh, aspect of it. And um, and everyone has a different kind of sensitivity and tolerance. So there's no rule, general rule here. We are all different and it's all about kind of learning uh, more about your, your system and your body. Last thing, is uh, mostly for like pots and uh, holding temperature. Usually, um, so those pots really keep the temperature quite warm, but above four hours, we start seeing an increase in bitterness. So that's the last aspect uh, that I wanted to cover. I hope you learned something um, regarding bitterness. Um, just to sum up a little bit, we've seen how bitterness is present in, um, in green coffee through chlorogenic acid and uh, caffeine in a green coffee. We saw the different kind of uh, bitterness, like the harsh one, sharp one, the metallic one, the rounded one, the velvety one. We saw how, sorry, not caffeine, how bitterness uh, is uh, kind of changing through the roast profile because of the different um, components that creates the bitterness, such as caffeine, uh, chlorogenic acids, uh, phenylaldehyde, etc., etc., and so the difference between the light and the darker rose, how it impacts the bitterness. And then we move on. We moved on to um, to uh, to brewing, and so that soft water decreased bitterness. Uh, extraction can increase the bitterness. A lower temperature as well uh, present less uh, bitter compound when you extract coffee. And how, when we make milk beverages, how it kind of cuts that bitterness by covering our receptors the same, uh, the same way salt does it. That's why having a kind of uh, lifestyle or diet rich in salt 
may decrease your um, your detection, your sensitivity to um, to bitterness. And then we talk a little bit about kind of coffee storage, making sure that you keep the coffee for you know not too long. And uh, if you uh, were to brew big pots, try to finish it within uh, within three four hours. Thank you very much, and see you next time for another episode of the Sensory Podcast.